one group of heroes finds themselves in ancient Egypt, surrounded by gods and monsters. A second party is lost in the tunnels beneath a river wrought with magic. And tonight, four idiots are here to answer all your questions. Welcome to RWD, a Q&A. <laughs> podcast but today we are not actually playing sky on as ever i am your gm not in charge of today's episode loose and with me i have uh, my name is graham i usually be the character of elspeth lockwood but today i don't know what i'm doing which actually is functionally the same so that's nice hello i'm well i usually play the character of cleo brewer and today i'm playing uh, the character of will who is 23 although 24 when this comes out so there's an exciting oh time thing oh i'm 23 in this moment but when you listen to it i'm 24 so that's interesting one year closer to death the passing of time (laughs) okay um hello my name is am uh i play the fictional character flora watson daughter and chosen of sam wukong the monkey king you're still so riding that wave huh (laughs) (laughs) i've always like always um, and I'm still uh, playing myself in everyday life. Mm. Hello. And also the person who does social media, which I thought before we get into our questions would be a fun little tidbit, is I make a point to celebrate all our party members' birthdays in the Discord and Twitter, except Graham, because he doesn't like it. And none of you will ever know when his birthday is, because I refuse to tell you. I actually am a product of um, Immaculate Conception. I did not have a birthday. He, he just appeared... No. A stalk. I appeared to, to taint your lives at some time. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed the audio of my spit take that's like remaining in because I was drinking a huge glass of water <laughs> as you said that. Hydration's good for you. Um, I'm sorry I obstructed it. <laughs> Tell you the information that we will give you, um, our, our lovely Skyons, is the answers to your questions. That is right. We have reached out on our Discord um, and our Twitter for all all the little thoughts that are in your brains and we are here to answer them because we love to talk about ourselves but maybe that's just me now without further ado we're going to go through some questions some of you lovely people have submitted multiple questions which is very cool we're going to try and get through all of them uh, but we're going to go one at a time just so that we make sure everyone gets a little bit of attention now the first question is from a very important person um, our dear friend Stassi, unofficial head of the fan club. Hello, my darling. We hope you're well. And where where did they ask this question? Sorry, they asked this question in our Discord. Will, how do they find our Discord? <laughs> well, I, I just thought you know people might be curious. Um, so you can find our Discord uh, pinned in our link tree, which is right in our Twitter bio. So you go you see at rwd underscore pod, and there's a link tree there with an invite to the Discord. We talk about things, we do fun new quizzes, um, and we occasionally have live episode like listen-alongs, which are extremely fun. The last one, people did like soft closet cosplays of their favourite characters. It, it was, was sad, great. I so couldn't you should, be there. Uh, you should go there and check us out. Maybe next time, I darling. Will, well, yes, hopefully next time. Mm. We hope so. It, 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 uh, we can we can we can dream, mm. can't we? We'll get a cardboard um, cut so, out. Sorry, on with the question, and then just put that in the corner. First question. Our first question 
uh, from Stassi is everyone go ahead and describe their PC or NPCs, loose can choose whoever's, D&D, race and class and possible backstory if they have an idea. I think about this every night before I go to sleep. So I do have some answers. <laughs> if you guys need to noodle, I can go first. <laughs> I mean, I want you to go first now anyway, because I feel like you have the, the knowledge. I also, I have head cannons for, for Elspeth and Cleo oh, as well. Oh, okay. Well, I want you to go first and then I want you to do mine before I say it. Because I, yeah. I feel like it, mine's not too hard to sell anyway, but I'm curious if we line up. Yeah. Okay, go on. Will and I were literally talking about this like two weeks ago. Um, so Flora is, I, I've like deeply considered this for me. Flora is either a gnome or a half elf. And I'm leaning towards half elf. Um, she's little, which makes me think, you know, gnome dwarf halfling. But she is not full of enough jovial kindness to be a halfling. She's she's a bit of a... Um, the B word not for being a female dog, but the other one for when you're illegitimate. Uh, you your parents aren't married. Yeah, I think when you can you're say that. She's, she's, I'm pretty sure you can say that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we can. <laughs> Sorry, are, um, are they going to call the cops? In <laughs> oh <this>? no, <laughs> sirens. Uh, we'll the descriptive word sticker. for the sword uh, that is now known as a hand and a half yeah. sword yes. in the D and D world. Oh, cancel culture strikes again um, for the swords. I know. Which means she's, which gives her, I think, no more half elf energy. And I'm going to go for half elf just because I think of the little charming nature, and she is the face of the party. It makes her very um, and then character. for yeah, <laughs> and then for um, class, I again, this is something I've thought about a lot, and I am going to go multi class um, sorcerer and rogue. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, explain the sorcerer to me. Is it the um, cloud? For, well, Flora's. It's kind of the cloud. Flora is the only one who feels like she's inherited something and is then called upon, but she doesn't want, um, which I think is massive sorcerer energy, specifically yeah, okay. divine soul. Yeah. Um, so that's the vibe I get from that. And then a rogue just because of who she is as a person. And also I've never played a rogue and I'd like to. Never played a rogue? Um, never? No, I've never played a rogue. I've never played a rogue. The concept of sneak attack terrifies me. Oh, you just it's roll d6 so much whenever fun. you want to. That's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so you you say I'd like to use a sneak attack, and the DM goes, "Oh, um, are you allowed to do that?" You're like, you're like probably, well, yes, yeah. <laughs> but because it's a waxing moon, and my lunar specialist, and there's trained. someone standing within <laughs> two years of this person. Yeah, yeah. Um, my head cannons for the girls are as follows, uh, which is Cleo is um, oath of heroism paladin specific. Um, I think human actually, which I know, I don't think being human is boring, I think being human's cool, I think it's neat, I like playing humans, and I think Cleo would be a very good human, because she has that sort of everyman quality to her character that I really like. Um, and Elspeth is a high elf wizard, or maybe, no, I'm lying, because that's who Graham is, Elspeth would be, I think, in my eyes, high elf forged cleric. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, now I will pass it on to Graham. So... It's interesting that you say that, and I think possibly this is why we partly why we may have come to the same conclusion because the the character that I was trying to build Elspeth like was a forge cleric. Val. Wow. Um, <laughs> so rest in peace, Val. Yeah, R.O.P. Um, Val didn't die; the game died instead. The game died because like the game death. had nine PCs, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> the, the game deserved to die. <laughs> I loved the game. Don't get me oh, wrong, but I will repurpose that game for a smaller party at some some day. Good, thank but I'm you. Just like, I'm, I'm I, waiting. There are nine PCs. A combat. <laughs> I'm sorry. A single small combat takes. Yeah, us I want to bring back my lizard wizard. Lizard wizard just ate the weirdest stuff. 
Um, so yeah, but I, I actually feel like um, Elspeth plays more like a paladin uh, because of how Skyon works, and obviously has the scholar background. But I suppose, which is sorry, oh, it, yeah, the sage time. background in Five E, which does also have the implications of social awkwardness, which work well for Elspeth, <laughs> uh, <laughs> who has never <laughs> said Brilliant. a coherent sentence to a person in her life. God, what a mood. Um, Any thoughts about like which subclass of paladin? Now, this is the thing because I personally have a thing against paladins, and therefore I don't look at the subclasses. But no, paladins are great, Ballad. and you're incorrect. I know they're functionally <laughs> good. I just think they're not fun. I, I like, I like some of the different lore stuff you can do with paladins. So um... I simply think paladins are effective, and therefore I don't like them. I want to play a class that yeah. makes me feel like I'm running uphill. Graham wants to hate himself when he plays D and D. I can do yeah. that for free. So, um, <laughs> if not friend, if not friend of the show, friend of. The people in the show, uh, Liv, um, once played a game with myself and Am where um, where they were using a uh, a paladin of like Dionysus, so they were like a party paladin. Oh, it was and so that was fun. Excellent. Were they a centaur? Were they the party ponies? Yeah. <laughs> Not quite, but but the same energy. Good. I, I can't remember which which race, but anyway, unimportant. Um, but yeah, I I think I thought that was really cool, and yeah, uh, for yeah. for Cleo. Um, I don't want to be really boring. Like, I'm going to be boring here because she's kind of built in a very specific way as a character. Um, so I feel like it's definitely human or maybe half orc, just because relentless endurance and savage attacks are both like big clear things. Mm, I think. Yeah, I see half orc. I don't think she's a barbarian, so I think she'd probably be a fighter. Mm, to be I think honest, that yes, human fighter yeah. superiority, I, baby. Yeah, I, and I think she also might be like the most boring fighter subclass Your as well, human which is just variant. champion fighter. How dare you? Well, no, no. How dare you? <laughs> I think yeah. Cleo's a little bit champion is fun. I think Cleo's a little bit more fun because Cleo has the um, pick up anything and it turns into champion a weapon. Champion fighters are fun. No, no, are let's be real. Um, if anyone's though? a human fighter out of the party slash NPCs, Fred is the human fighter. Oh. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Fred could also be like a swashbuckler. No, rogue Fred's not cool. That would be Fred is not rogue. cool enough to be a swashbuckling rogue. That's true. I remember when you introduced Fred, he was like semi going to be cool, and then he oh just no, wasn't. he comes across as cool before you actually get to know him. Ah, reminds me of someone. Fred College of Swords Bard. No, Fred is not. Oh a bard. no, that's good, but well, Fred... I don't think he has the yeah. the storytelling no. aspect for it. Maybe in later life. He talks about his year abroad all the time. He might multi-class into Bard. <laughs> That's true. Uh, um, and the other, the other slightly wild one for Cleo would have been like a maybe a hexblade warlock. Or That's something. good. Oh, that I sick. like that because again, you get the like yeah. the tenuous relationship with where your source of power comes from, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited for Cleo to like just hit Bast in the face next season. <laughs> it's going to be great. I, I like NPC. play it through in my mind when I'm doing like the uh, washing up and stuff like that. <laughs> nice. NPC wise, um, Manison is a halfling wizard. Love it. Oh, I love it. Yes, oh, yes. A small boy. A tiny papa. Oh, he, he, a tiny, <laughs> tiny dad. He is tall, but he just has such like, short energy. Short energy. Short king. Short he king. does. And Loki is of we course a wild magic sorcerer, high elf. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. That's perfect. I would have had Loki as an Aladrin. Oh, but absolutely. Yeah, Ooh. something fey. Something weird. Oh, that's nice. Maybe an Asamir. Aladrin's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. But definitely wild magic sorcerer. Okay, we spent 10 minutes on this question. Guys, we've got to keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, next question is, Adam, the wonderful Snyder's return. Go check out the podcast from Also Asked on our Discord. Big favourite. Um, were there any plot lines you wanted to explore but discarded due to choices made during the play? I'm going to say, for me, not personally, because I think every kind of plot that I've wanted to do either we've done or we haven't done yet Mm. but if it's been avoided I've spoken to Luce about it because I will like if there's something I want in a game that I feel like we haven't reached or potentially might not get I will talk to my GM and figure it out Mm -hmm. (laughs) which yeah I mean like there's like I I would love to do some more like we definitely resolve some of the plotline with Flora and Samuel Kong but like there's absolutely more left there that still needs to be said but I have great faith in Luce that we will get to that in later seasons. Yeah, so, there's, there's um, definitely no. stuff waiting in the wings, I think. Yeah. The, a lot of us I think are it, sort it's of good building though, like a, around. Yeah. I don't yeah. want us to resolve any... All of our plot threads remain unresolved, but all of them have gotten screen time so far, and I think mm. that's how you tell a good story. I'm also generally happy with the way we've moved more into the mythological side of things, because personally I find that just fun. So... <laughs> um, I totally mm. agree. Like studying the real world stuff, I think is it's the classic Skyrim stuff. Small details that I've been like, oh, they've done something <laughs> that they've missed. I'm just like, these weirdos will just do the most insane things. So I'm not going to actively plan things because I just need to put some you can stuff. Rely on it. I just need to put them in a box, and they will kill the box in the most the weirdest way possible. They will burn things down when well, they like have Shredding's no access cat, to light and fluid. So I'm just there like. I've got these yeah. big overarching things that are going to happen. Let's see what happens when I throw these three weirdos at it. Is that how you plan your life as well? Or just the game? No, I don't really have anything sort of beyond what was said, obviously. And you sort of like alluded to it then. Um, like the, um, the foundation of the Skyrim system is like the monsters in the real world thing. So... Obviously, like, we found out the story as we've gone along, and it has been, like, a nice surprise that it hasn't been that kind of more cookie-cutter, hey, there are weird things going on in the real world sort of storyline, and we've really gotten into, like, deep fantastical mythology. So it's been different from what I've expecting, but I don't feel like anything's, like, missing, if you mm. know what I mean. I totally agree. Um, but, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we can say on that for me, like... One of the reasons why we, we I personally was so happy to start this podcast with you guys is it feels a lot like, um, I don't know, this you got to go with me on this metaphor, but like riding a horse. Oh my gosh. Um, uh-huh. in the, Interesting. <laughs> in that I, you kind of have got, there's got to be like, I'm going to out myself as a horse girl. There's got to be like, there's got to be trust there. There has to be this unspoken thing that you know that if I act in one way, you're going to react in a certain way. And I think that's what makes our story so good because I know that if I make bold choices, Graham and Luce and Will will trust me and yes and me and we will make something good. I think we all yes and each other because we're more interested in telling a story than being constrained by, oh, you can't do that because the rules say you can't. I have very little patience for that kind of game where someone heavily polices what you can and can't do, I think, you know. You obviously want a common ground, but... Um, but yeah, so thank you, Adam. That was a very good question. Um, this is another I've thinker. got a quick question for everyone now, if that's okay. Oh. Yeah. 
This is a super quick one that I prepared for everyone. Um, it refers to people's characters, so loose. Um, feel free to pick NPCs of your choice of of the Fred Manison rotation. The rotation. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to talk about um, a, a J.K. Rowling intellectual oh, property God. here. I'm sorry, everyone. It's Harry Potter. Um, but in there's the potion, which is the liquid luck potion. I forget what it's called. Felix Felicis. Yes. Sorry. We were all sorry. Oh my gosh. Okay, you've all outed yourselves. I know, it's the worst. But it smells of, like, people's, like, happy smell yeah. sort of thing. So for Hermione, it's, like, uh, old books. Are you thinking and, like, of Amarantia, which is oh. the love potion one that no, smells you're thinking, like things. you're thinking of the love yeah. potion. Uh, yeah. Felix Felicis isn't the smelly oh, one. Amarantia is well, the smelly one. <laughs> well, the one that smells of things that you mm. like. What would your characters like smells be for that? Like, what what are the? Do you mean in terms the of the, so, the like, person it smells like? Because that's the. No, no, no. Sorry, like like the happiness. Oh, okay. Um, sort of smell. So for like, Cleo, it would be like like you know the smell of a high school gymnasium, yeah. which is a very particular smell, but it's like you know <laughs> like um and like basketball leather and stuff like that, which again is a, is a very strong smell. So I was curious if you guys had some ideas. Um, uh, absolutely. Um, I would also like to say I'm going to bleed this out and I'm happy to put a swear, Jared. Our official stance on the podcast is f*** turfs. I don't think that requires bleeding. Yes. It's an acronym. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so for Flora, I think I've... Def- I haven't really thought about it, but I she brain work fast, neurons go pew. Um, McDonald's. Um, oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Any specific food because, choice? Um, or just the general um, smell, which is mostly the chips, the, right? The, the Outing meal. myself as British, um, sorry. Because her mum uh, didn't really like have time to cook dinner for her a lot, so mm. she would they would get like McDonald's and stuff a lot. A so McDonald's Happy Meal vibes, Fridays. like the slightly yeah, saturated cardboard sure. you get at the bottom of a Happy Meal. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that um, movie movie theater popcorn, but like oh, not yeah. the popcorn that like smell it leaves in the cinema. Yeah, slightly stale popcorn yeah. vibes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, really sharp lemon juice. Ooh, why lemon juice, if I can Interesting. ask? Interesting. You're doing invisible ink? Uh, I, it's an ingredient that's used in a lot of drinks. Oh, of course. Um, it's a Bartender. very strong bar smell. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Elspeth would be, uh, you know, the specific smell you get from different types of book bindings, so you can tell the type mm. of publisher that you mm. bought a book from by the smell of the bindings. Mm. Or is that just me? That good, yeah. good um, <laughs> so a couple of those would be in there. And also potentially sort of ink, so like maybe fountain pen ink, stuff like that. And um, then also the smell of like fresh snow. You know, when you get that sort of the morning after a heavy snowfall but like really crisp like almost, fresh cold it's crisp and it's like this almost uh weighted down it's damp but it's fresh if that makes sense yeah kind of smell yeah oh that that is um that's very specific but i know exactly like what yeah, you're it's a sound through. as well as a smell but i feel like that doesn't come through in the potion um i'm yes. only gonna I don't. I don't. You listen to the potion as well. You, you can, can bubble it. slightly. Yeah. I'm only going to do a, a one of these um, because I'm not doing all the. Loose. Do you have any for your I'm, NPCs or for I'm, yourself? I'm going to do a Fred. I'm going to do a Fred. Oh. Um, I think Fred is. I'm listening. Um, <laughs> like metal, like metal. Not like not like not like not like a blacksmith's while it's working, but like that scent of like steel, like. 
cold like, if you've gone into a blacksmith while the forge isn't on oh okay like that sense of lots of different metal and coal kind of smoke but cold rather than warm scent um like damp moss and um yeah and like that stale beer yeah, on yeah. wood that you get in really old pubs Oh, I love that. You are just listing all of, of my favorite things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know how to further explain this, but Fred has like big moss mm-hmm. energy to me, and I just don't know how I'm else to. Uh, to I just, I imagine that. Fred, my special moss boy. <laughs> we, I imagine Fred like when he could would just be like in a forest while while it was misty because he thinks it's cool to be in that kind of environment because he's that kind of person. I'm so attracted to this fictional man. <laughs> This fictional idiot. Um, <laughs> so, um, Lo- Logan question? Logan question? Yes, Logan question. Yeah. Logan this question. is from a um, friend of the show, Logan, who you can find at uh, Brain Adventures, which is a great podcast that um, our very own uh, Luce ha- has been on. Yeah, I hey, did Logan. a guest. Yeah. You it's may a good podcast. Check it out, guys. find yeah. him on... On another podcast feed sometime soon. Who's what? to say? What? Spoilers. <laughs> um, who is to say? Lo- Logan said, if you have to make a backup character, who would they be? And what pantheons might they belong to? Um, mm. I have been thinking about this as well. Because I, com- I peeked behind the curtain. I did uh, source all the questions and put them all in a, in a little document. So I have been thinking about all of my answers to these. Um, <laughs> I've had time to prep. I've been studying for this, actually. But my answer to Logan's question is uh, Hestia. I would love to play yes. Hestia. Yes! You so would, wouldn't um, you? I'm not Hestia. actively going to kill Hestia Flora because I like her as a character, but I want that but, to happen. <laughs> however. Hestia is one of my favourite deities. Um, I've thought she was the coolest uh, ever since I was, like, 15 years old. I wanted to push myself I'm Red a Percy little Jackson. bit. Yeah, I wanted to push myself a little bit with Flora. Um because I think Journey to the West should is very cool and should be more popular amongst mythology fans. Um, and I know the Greek pantheon quite well, so I feel like that wouldn't be much of a challenge for me. Um, but if I did, my options would kind of be Hestia or Dionysus because they're my favourites. Uh, maybe even Hera, but um, I feel like Hestia would contrast the current party vibe the best. Hmm. And that's why I think she would be a good choice. Mm. Does that make See, sense? Oh, it does make sense. I think it also you just enjoy playing it, which I think would show through quite nicely. And that's always a yeah. the start of a good character. Yeah, I would. I, I think I answered quite. So- oh, so- sorry, sorry. I, th- I thought you were you were toned oh, no, down. I, 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 I'm done. I'm done. I, I was trying to work out if you're like talking or whether you're just like doing vocal fry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think I answered this at the same time. The same way, sorry, we had a similar question like last Q&A, mm. which is that I love the folk hero side of this game. Mm. Like I was actually reading about it the other day. Um, did you know that one of the one of the example folk heroes is the French, like for, for like for the French sort of pantheon things is is like Madame Guillotine. Yep. Is like there's some real good stuff the in there. <laughs> the <Yves> Revolution, <laughs> which is really weird. I mean, if not for Fred sort of existing already and kind of taking up that space, I think a Robin Hood pantheon mm. would be super cool. Yeah, um, I've seen Robin uh, Hood played that, and it's very good fun. That is fun. 
Mm. Yeah, so 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 I I definitely like mm. to do that. Um, and I also think um, I can't for the life of me remember like what their name is in this game, but the like um, Aztec gods side of things are really interesting as well. Um, to me, to me, one of the most interesting things in this game is exploring different skyons and pantheons mm. in terms of the culture and the relationship the people who worshipped in that culture had to their gods. If if you see what I mean. And it's like very, very different with the Aztecs than a lot of the other sort of big pantheons, which I think would be really interesting. Now I want to change my answer to to Kukulain. Ooh, that's well, fun. It's funny you should say that because my answer is far less <gasps> intensive than Will's, and it is basically I would play someone from the Gaelic pantheon. Yeah, um, <laughs> yes. mostly. Most of my reasoning behind this is that Luce keeps dropping characters in from this and having a lot of fun with it. <laughs> and I just think it would be even more fun if I just let that happen even more, you know? You've uh, met, you, you, well, so, you, you've, you've seen one of the Gaelic Pantheon. Exactly. Very early on. Yeah. And I, I wait, very early on. Wait, very early on? Yeah. Oh, is, it, is this like a, a little secret? I think this thing, is, uh, because I can't think of anyone It's in season to... one. Give us answers. It's in season one. The end of when? season one of the <laughs> no, it's... latest, if that. No, it's it's early on in season one. It's when you're in Hades and you see all in... the crows leaving. That's the Morrigan. Well... <gasps> is that the Morrigan? Yeah. Oh my god, the Morrigan! Oh, wow. Bit of homework for everyone there. Go find that clip for us. Yeah, yeah, go back and <laughs> I listen. I used to be a witch. I know who the Morrigan is. Anyway, I think I would play someone um, with connections to that pantheon, partly because um, I think it's fun and somewhat underexplored, and also partly because Lucy would have a great time with it. And also because um, I refuse to do an American accent. <laughs> Mood. For the sake of our listeners, <laughs> if no one else. Nate has asked a bunch of questions in the Discord, thank you very much. Um, and I'm going to pick the third question on the list because it's my favourite and everyone said I could pick the questions, uh, yes. which is, if each PC led a Pokemon gym, what type would it be? I've thought about this extensively independent to this question also. Oh, God. I don't know anything um, about Pokemon. Uh, I don't know what Pokemon okay. gyms are. I don't know what the types are. <laughs> I know what the gyms are. I don't know what the types are. <laughs> Amelia, please give us the info. I can assign everyone. Yes, um, okay. I think that's probably the best way to do like this. Snow, snow type gyms. Okay. Because that's something that seems to be an answer. Maybe also like fairy type. Um, mm. Because I think that's like cool magic aesthetic as like a big part of Elspeth. Okay, nice. Um, so I'd say like ice, ice and fairy would be like a really cool gym for Elspeth. Yes. Um, Those are words. Will... You know the answer for Cleo, or do you want me to... There is a more obvious answer, which I'm sure someone else is going to bring up, but I think she would actually run, like, an air or a rock gym. I think something with, like, an elemental vibe like that, and I love, like, the indoor theming you could have in a gym. Oh, I forgot that existed. <laughs> um, and Luce, give me an NPC, I'll do my best. Manison. Ooh. 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 A tough oh, one, I'm going to say um, dragon type. Ooh. I think this next question from uh, Ellie, beloved DM and friend of the podcast uh, of Deck of Many Aces. We love you, mm. our sister podcast. Kiss, kiss. Mm -hmm. um, is that I think this would work, be, be more fun if we assigned each other. Um, oh, so gosh. I'm going to suggest we go one to the left. So loose pick. Where's the left? Uh, so one to the right, sorry. Sorry, ah, in terms of our introduction. Oh, in terms of introduction. <laughs> so I do Graham, Graham does yeah. Will, Will does Am, Am does I. <laughs> Yeah. Ah. Got it. That's the one. 
Okay. So do the person who introduces themselves after you in the intro. Luce goes first. I need to know what the question is. Yes, please. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot. I fully forgot I said that. Um, It's so which deity or pantheon it says, would you want to be chosen by? So maybe say who you'd want to be chosen by and then like who you think the person next to you would be chosen by, if that makes sense. I mean, let's be real. I want Ares. Graham would be Thoth. Oh, you mean the, the cool. person themselves, like not the, not their um, character? Yeah, yeah, us as people. Ooh, Thoth Patrol. <laughs> if she, if he breathes, if he breathes, he a Thoth. He's a Thoth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think that works well. Um, Will, who would you want to be chosen by? I feel like you'd want to be chosen by. Oh, this is a tough question you sprung on me here. Oh, it's not one, two. It's just like, yeah, who you think Will would be chosen by? Oh, I see. Well, now I'm slightly more confused than I was before. It's like oh, I said, uh, oh, I would, would want be to be Ares, but Graham would be Thoth. Like that. Okay. So I would want to be Will would be. I think for me, I'd probably say Hermes. And I know that's shown my general lack of knowledge of like overall mythology anyway, but I'd have to say Hermes. Anne, like, Anne would love to say that she would be chosen by Dionysus, but after every party, she goes to bed at half ten anyway, so she's definitely Hestia. She's, like, a cosy, like, half and, like, a bowl of soup sort of a girl instead. <laughs> I can live with this. I would want to be... Uh, yeah, I would. I would want to be Apollo or Dionysus. Um, but, yeah, Dionysus is, is a vibe check. Um, and I think... Loose would be the Morrigan. Mm, that also tracks. Ooh, uh, yeah, that kind of works. Just like any war god. Magic. I also think it you could make true. a really good argument for Loose being Odin. No offense intended. Ooh, interesting. Odin, non derogatory. <laughs> yeah. Odin, but we hate him. <laughs> yeah. Odin, anyway, not cancel him. I, I personally would like to be chosen by athena i think will and this is possibly a little rogue uh thor that's really interesting i, see I, I that. haven't really thought I about do. that I before but i don't from. necessarily have a problem with it I, I did you do. like explain that a bit more no i just it's, i think there's the, a sort it's of the, it's the golden retriever vibes yeah yes and the way you react to things in this yeah because thor sort of I don't know, the way he comes around to things by sort of slowly coming around via other people, I think is also a way that you react to things by also, uh, your reaction would be to go like, I am Thor. I am Thor. If that makes sense. The Golden Retriever vibes. Um, so now we move on to our Twitter questions. Um, at Old Man Rupee on Twitter. Todd. Hi, Todd. Hope Hi, you're Todd. listening. Todd says, is there any lesser known folklore or mythology you still hope to touch on? Um, I just learned about the gay love story between Siddhartha, the Visanyan god of death, and Libulan, one of the seven moons in Philippine folklore. I apologize for any mispronunciation in advance. Um, I'd love to do something about Amaterasu just because I think she's neat, um, but I mm. wouldn't necessarily call her lesser known. Um, but that's just my two cents. I'm going to let the classicists take this one and we'll step it if he needs to. So I would... 
really want to explore more the overlap between real world people and uh, like myths. I think it's so crazy how in the official lore for this game, like actual people that existed, like um, in the US, Paul mm, Revere, so good. like other fictional characters, like um, like D'Artagnan from the Three Musketeers, are like real canon people and like worshipped as gods, sort of in like the official law for this weird, like, screwed-up game universe. Um, and that's obviously also something kind of happened in real life as well, right? Like, um, there were loads of Roman emperors that were almost, like, deified and worshipped, sometimes even during their own lifetimes, right? Um, like, Luce and Graham obviously can correct me on this more being actual, like, classic students, but I think, was it, wasn't Claudius? Yeah, Claudius was some of the chill. Roman emperors start to get deified while they're al- still alive, because mm. the first few are deified after death, but some of them are viewed as living gods, which I think is actually a really interesting thing that I do want to get into at some point in the podcast, the idea of living gods, as humans as living gods, rather mm. than... There's so much stuff I want to do. We don't have enough time to touch on everything I want to touch on. My uh, personal response is that I always enjoy when um, someone who shall remain unnamed but is our DM will litter in tiny details that allude to a small mythological story where mm. they just sort of mention something something linked to something else that you think, okay, that's that's a reference to something. I like all of those. My personal actual in-game play answer is I, Elspeth is very concerned about the fact that canonically according to some definition of canon, because, of course, we don't live in the normal canon now. Time travel. Multiple words exist. Um, Loki killed Elspeth's patron, Balder. Or is responsible for the death of. Yeah. And this is something that they have raised to Loki once, I think, briefly. Yeah, and Loki was just like, hmm, noping out of that. Unsatisfactory results, yeah. But because Balder uh, in this very much version is alive. Elspeth's mind yeah so there's definitely uh, some that's something that no i'm not spoiling anything but more stuff about your backstory and stuff with your mum is coming up soonish we will explain yeah a lot it's, more. it's troubling to the character i would say so that's something i personally want to get into mm. um it would i guess is is more elspeth having this hang-up of not wanting to trust someone that she thinks she should not trust um, whereas nothing that Loki has done really gives them any reason not to trust Loki, but but here we are. Anyway, there's there's so much, yeah, there's so much stuff I want to touch on. Like there's stuff I want to touch on that probably won't be able to. I really want to touch on like when I say ancient civilizations deities i don't mean like greek and roman because they're still quite alive in a way i mean stuff mm. like mesopotamian and minoan mythology yeah which i think would be really interesting yes, to yes, get yes. to bring back the also, sea people like, loose bring them back native american folklore okay i think would be yeah. really interesting to bring in but i don't feel comfortable bringing that in because i don't think i know enough about it mm. um that'll be have something yeah, yeah and also yeah, yeah. with the greek and roman and sort of with the um norse and the egyptian stuff i'm a lot more riffing on that happy riffing on that because i know a lot about it and i've studied it quite extensively exactly so i'm happy yeah. being like oh i'm gonna change this it's fine but there's certain sure. cultures and things like i would feel uncomfortable doing that and i want to really research which is why 
sort of the journey to the West stuff is going to be in season five because I want to do a lot more research on that before I'm comfortable <laughs> bringing it in properly. I can link you to so many shows, so I know, many I'm, movies. Yeah. I could lend you my translation copy. It's it's fine, babe. I, I've been I've been looking up stuff, but I'm like I really want to be comfortable <laughs> in understanding it, so I won't. Yeah, twist it in a way that actively like, that offends people because I don't want to do that that's not what this podcast is this podcast is meant to be like a safe space and a fun just a fun time so I want to be careful about how yeah. I handle certain mythology and folklore yeah. and that might mean that some of it doesn't make it in because while I think we're quite good podcasting and that everyone is queer and everything like that we are all white um, <laughs> so Hello, yes. there's there's certain stuff I'd feel uncomfortable touching on we have Katie Lou Baker on Twitter, friend of the podcast, Katie, who uh, does the wonderful podcast Midnight Fun, which is great. If you love vampires and romance, go check it out. Um, and uh, she says, which has been your favourite episode to record so far? Smiley face, three hearts. Um, mine has probably been the two episodes where Fenris got released. Those and, are mine too. And uh, we got our constellation. Oh my God, Those snap. are my favourite as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had I, some, like... I think we had like great character moments from everyone. Everyone got a chance to shine. Yeah. It was like a good also... little jump it like Go, Go on. on. No, no, I was just saying I think we we hit like a good rhythm with that whole season and it was a great combination to the season. Mm. I enjoyed it a lot from Absolutely. a player perspective. Absolutely. I totally agree. Will, what about you? I'm still thinking <laughs> to be honest. Um I, I really enjoyed um like the big Norse party episode. I think that had some That like, was really good fun. For everyone, which I think is episode twenty, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Or and um I, I often like talk about that to people if they're listening through that's like the turning point of the show where it goes from being a mildly interesting, like diversing silly thing to like a, like a deep dark sort of story which is much more unique to us so so that's probably my yeah, favorite i can't remember which episode it is but when you guys find out about ragnarok happening before and this idea of the multiple timelines mm. and it not working out before when you find that information that out that episode, episode is 19. that episode was like yeah. a lot but i think it worked really well no that was that was a really yeah. intense episode that was good. Lucia, you're yes. such a good GM. Yeah. I had so many questions from that, like, one sentence of dialogue. Mm. <laughs> and what, something I really like about that, though, quickly, something I really like about mm. how I've, and this is going to sound very, very big of myself, but um, somehow, that, something I like about how I, and I was like, when I thought of that idea, I was like, oh, I'm doing this. I was like, oh, there's so much stuff that essentially will never get resolved. Because there's like so Thanks, many different it. timelines and you're never going to find out what happened in loads of them. <laughs> well, now I'm sad about it. So we can always come back and do more one shots. We can. In different universes. Oh, that's um, a fun concept. So now um, we have a couple questions left from listeners who we've already... So staff, we have a couple questions left from Stassi, a couple questions left from Nate. We also have questions for one another. Would you guys like to finish all of the listener questions or do our questions and then go back and do the, the sort of other ones that we haven't gotten to yet? Should, should we do like our questions? Okay. Well, I think that's a, a fun yeah. thing. I've got some for you. Or shall I? I've only got one that I could think of. Can I go first? Because I think I might ask you now and you guys can like have a think and then tell the answers after we've had a few more questions. 
All right. It depends if you think you've got a good answer to it or not. No, no, go on. Well, it's sort of twofold. What Ooh, information on. that has been revealed has most shocked your character, and what information has most shocked you as a player? Oh, absolutely. Both me and um, Cleo were rendered totally like speechless by finding out that Cleo's actually descended from like a weird, a matrilineal line of like Skyrim so slash Buffy fun. the Vampire Slayers. <laughs> that was players. so much fun. That's. Oh. That's the hugest surprise. Like I, I say, I've been genuinely. Oh, I've been planning that for so long. Utterly speechless from that. <laughs> I was like, yes. I, I know, and that was that was actually a question I had for you. Was how long have you had that? Since mantle? you told me about your character idea. <laughs> Brilliant. And why did you choose Cleo out of all the options for that? Because I already had ideas for the other two. Like all. Oh, oh. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I think Spoilers. the moment that's definitely shocked me the most was the big big snake, big snake. Oh, big snake. Um, um which like I'm convinced is your your mug. Oh, it has a name. Yeah, it's a big it's part Egyptian of Egyptian mythology. Yeah, mm. you you have heard. Oh, nice. of, have, I think I, I, ref- I referenced him in season one as well. I think. Nope, Egyptian big Ooh. snake. Yeah, Egyptian big snake. I think um, he's referenced. Um, snake of chaos. That definitely chaos. Yeah. That definitely freaked me out, and I tried to reflect that in the editing. And so many people who have to listen to that episode messaged me, being like, "I was really scared." Uh, good, you're meant to be. Um, in terms of, yeah, in terms of Flora, I think the thing that has most shocked her has been the other two so quickly coming to her side as a team. Aww. Oh, um, jury's, jury's oh. still, oh, jury's still out on cry. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, well, but you know. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think she uh, she's kind of very much used to being a background character, which is what I wanted to bring to the table with her energy. And um, it's like the bartender at the tavern um, becoming a party member. Um, and she's very confused, but she is so excited to have friends that she's totally happy to be in this life or death situation. Mm. It's very um, webby ducktails. Good. Mine, I think, is a a fun separation of player and character here because I I my my impulsive reaction was to say for both the whole multiple timeline thing. But actually, I think that's more a uh, me Graham going ah, and the character actually, I think Elspeth's thing would probably be the whole parental family reveal. Um, <laughs> That is the biggest shocker for the character. Yeah. Um, that, that still hasn't the, fully been resolved yet as well. Oh no, it hasn't. It hasn't. And I think it not will even, kick off not even further. Partially. I do really enjoy that like to... I was like, my PC is the only one with the with godly blood, and then Luce went, Nope. Or not, maybe. All is to be revealed. Um that will mm-hmm. obviously when we get to the inn mm-hmm. at the in the far north in the in the Arctic Circle, more will be revealed. Yeah, the end of the world, but, yeah. Exactly. Um, I think, again, it's probably a close second for Elspeth too, but that would be more personal and take the priority. For me, it is, uh, I love to ask loose questions about the multiple timelines at every available opportunity. Sometimes they give me answers. <laughs> um, I have a question for you all now, if that's all right. Go for it. Um, which is a, yeah. a, a blatant uh, attempt to get some compliments um, for myself. 
uh, which is, what's been your favorite mm. PC moment of the season that isn't your own? Oh. Of, sorry, did you say you said of the season? Do you mean like just I mean, the one we've had? Yeah, I mean or, season. Like, I mean season three. Series? I've forgotten everything that that happens in the show. It's from when we went through the portal. <laughs> yeah, to it's all the now. weird Yidrasil stuff. Yeah. Mm. I enjoyed all the stuff around the well. Actually, the well of Mimir. I thought there were some there were some choices being made there. And I think that was very interesting from a character perspective. I think certain characters, yeah. you know who you are, made big choices there. <laughs> I think um, yes. when you guys, the, sort of like nearing the end, when you all decided, right, you know what, we are gonna free Fenrir rather because some like going up to it, you guys were still all a bit hesitant in ways because you're like, this is gonna, mm. you know, end the world, and then you were like, mm. oh no, this this essentially this is an injustice that cannot be left to stand. I really like that move. It was a moral choice. The three of you deciding together to try and right that wrong. Yeah. 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 Uh, Um. Uh, my favorite PC moment of the season. Um, I have like really with this season specific. I'm going to do a cheat question and ignore my own question and answer for season two and three. Um, which is all of Elspeth's interactions with Asgard in season two brought me so much joy. Uh, and simultaneously, all of the stuff that Cleo has been going through this season, I think, has been really, really good. She's quite a quiet character, which I know isn't necessarily what Will intended, but there's been a huge payoff um, this season in the same way that Elspeth knew a lot about mythology that wasn't really relevant in the first season, and then it became a huge payoff in the second season as we were in Asgard. Uh, and I think that's neat. Yeah. My... my um. My answer to this is definitely after um, Flora saw sort of what happened to um, to Loki, like and their children, and how after after seeing what happened to to herself, Flora and Loki like had that connection where they like bonded over that shared trauma together in in a way that just wasn't available to to them before because flora didn't understand what had happened and Aww. that moment where she sort of put everything together was brilliant graham do you have any questions i do actually have i have i drafted questions for each member of the cast but i also drafted one general question which Ooh, i think is more applicable here fancy. um so, so some of you may be aware that at the time of recording at least um there is an ongoing animated series by disney called the uh, the marvel what ifs series which <gasps> i haven't personally been this watching is much such of, a good question but, Graham. this is already but, such a good question thank you my question to the rest of the cast is if you could have a what if so for example there is a what if um some people were zombies or what if um someone else was swapped in for one of the main characters uh, if you could have a marvel what if situation for the campaign what would it be i mean the huge one is what if we didn't trust mm. loki yes it's like we we didn't trust loki and went down a route instead of trying to like figure out what was going on ourselves. where do you see that ending up will where do you think we'd end up 
badly. Okay. <laughs> he would end up being one of um, the millions of timelines Loki talks about where we die. Right. Probably. How do you think our character dynamic uh, specifically would die off, though? I mean, what do you think would be the, the cutting point? Maybe Luz might want to pitch in here with how they would murder us. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. So, so Luz, like, if if it got to a point where we didn't cooperate with Loki, how would did you have any idea um, how to handle that? How would you? Handle yeah, that? I had lots of other ideas. I essentially would have picked another god at random and put them in the Loki position. Um, mm. But maybe because, but, but like, I would have like reacted to how you reacted. So you're like, okay, we don't trust Loki, so we don't trust, you know, slightly suspicious, um, powerful people. So I probably would have picked a minor god from, maybe like a minor god of time from a pantheon or something who would still work nice. with that idea of mm-hmm. lots of different reincarnations and rebirths, or maybe maybe someone from like a Buddhist. Um idea maybe something like that just that to, to, yeah. to, re- to bring mm. in that idea of rebirth and cycles but obviously um asgard works very well with that because they already have that baked into the mythology but i think yeah. if you guys hadn't have trusted loki i don't know if you guys would have gelled as much as a party so in that what if it's even if there was another person in that I role think. definitely would you guys have all stayed together in the end anyway or would you all have gone your own mm, separate ways? Jumping off of that, jumping off of that, I do have my own what if, which is like a reverse Uno reflection card turning into a question for Graham as well as Will and Luce. Oh, yeah. Um, Flora was Flora so nearly died. You guys, I can't stress enough how close she was to death in this in the like lake uh, mm-hmm. kraken fight. Mm. Um, and I want to know what would have happened to everyone else if Flora had died there. Well, I mean, the question would have been. Um carrying on or not from that position yeah i I feel like there hasn't been a immediate loss to any of the party yet in the course of the campaign so things might have happened in their backstory right where you know there's been a loss there but i don't think there's been an immediate casualty so the question would i suppose be could could they move past that particularly without someone who um is the more outgoing of the group. I mean, Cleo and Elspeth are both awkward. <laughs> Not that um, Flora isn't awkward as well in uh, her own way, but I feel like Flora acts as an intermediary sometimes between characters, NPCs as well, which helps. So it, it could have thrown a spanner in some works there. Mm-hmm. I think an interesting um, what if yeah, I think so. would have been if um, you guys not not as simple as didn't meet in the same way, but what if Cleo had gone to a different? What if you'd all gone to different universities and then, but you'd still ended up working together and how that would have worked? As in, we'd started working together, but we'd already been experienced by the time we met. Yeah, so you probably, if because if you'd been working different universities, you probably all would you all would have met someone, <laughs> sorry, someone different to introduce you into this world. So mm. would you be more willing to? Would you have had that? Okay, we need to fight immediately. Would you have had that? Would it have been distrustful of each other? I think that would have been really interesting if you'd known about the world before you met each other, rather than learnt about it together. Hmm. 
Graham, I have heard that Hi. you have more questions for us. I do, actually. Um, so as I said, I, I drafted some questions for each person. Um, they're not in any particular order, mm. but I think it'd be nice to start with, obviously, one of the unsung heroes of the podcast being Am, who is, of course, our editor Aww. and producer of the podcast. So, Am, my question for you is... First off, how do you do it? Second off, do you have any favourite audio bloopers or anything strange yeah. that you came across whilst editing? Any, any Anything I that do. tickled your um, sense of humour? I absolutely do. Um, I would say, firstly, I, I don't do it. I never sleep, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> life is... Uh, what was that audio? No, no rest for Johnny. Only deadlines. Only deadlines. Uh, I, this is a, a prison of myself I have created and it is mm-hmm. shiny and cozy in here and I'm not going yeah. anywhere. Um, but in terms of editing, I actually say I have two sort of answers for this. The first being that every time you guys sing the theme, it has warmed my little heart. Um, I am prepared fully to do the intro of all of us singing it acapella, <laughs> but like cut up from different this. bits of us singing it in the past. And it's, it's awful, it's cute. going to be amazing. Um, and I will say also, to my knowledge, because... In between recordings, sometimes we need to take breaks to go to the bathroom or get water. When the track has still been going, each of you individually have, like, left stuff on your recording and been like, haha, am when you hear this, which I think is very good. Like what? Um, Can you give us a demo? Luce has definitely sung a little song for me before, for me to find. <laughs> um, Sounds like me. Will has said very cute and mushy stuff that I will not repeat on air Disgusting. to a podcast full of people. Disgusting. Yeah, and then yeah. Graham just says inane words in weird voices usually. Um, to be fair, that's my normal laugh. recording thing. But, you know. <laughs> my fav- Another one of my favourites is also Graham and I and Luce and Will will often yes. say stuff simultaneously, um, <laughs> which I think is quite cute and, again, shows our weird mind-reading abilities. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, that is my answer. Thank you. That was a good question. Thank you. No, thank you for your answer. Um, so, Will, yes. my question for you. Um, as we all know, Cleo, well-renowned sports person, does uh, was, was there ever another sport for Cleo? And if you had to pick another sport for her to be fixated upon, what would it be? Um, for quite a long time, I did. I wasn't sure about making her a basketball player. Obviously, like women's basketball is one of the biggest like college sports, and Georgetown in particular, which is one of the reasons I wanted to do that. But um, like, Claire is obviously a bit more of an individualist, so I was actually for quite mm. a long time, and uh, appropriate in the news because of what um, Emma Raducanu's just done, uh, but for quite a long time I thought about making her a tennis player, because for me that's a very... Ah, requires a lot of inner like strength, that. it's very solitary, and it's more of like a, a one-on-one duel sort of thing. Um, I see. Yes. So it would end up being competitive in a very different way. Right, almost. yes. It, it's it's a more contained... That's such a good um, answer. Internal... You're not competing to be the first amongst a team. You're competing yeah. to be the first amongst other firsts. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes, exactly. Which is... Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no. That's a very interesting, different character dynamic, actually. Thank you. Um, and I, mm. I, I will also um, apply the same question to you, because obviously Elspeth is also... Does 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 the sports? Yeah, I mean, I think Elspeth for the sports thing has always been more of a way of having some kind of a social interaction than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not committed to playing sport more than she is having something that is a constant in her life. 
Um, so if anything, she's very happy to drop the team sports aspect of her life at the quickest opportunity. The quickest opportunity, of course, being um, being stabbed by monsters on yeah. the daily. So maybe not the best. Um, if there was another sport, I think, honestly, anything that had been the big thing at the time. Um, as I say, for her, it was never about the sport. It was about having something that made her fit in or seem like she fitted in. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, mm. No, yeah, yeah, that's 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 interesting to hear as well. Yeah, because uh, people accidentally made three characters Aww. that are like, you know, doing collegiate sports and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, Elspeth is competent at sports, but doesn't the passion's not there sure. in the way that I think is there for competitive level sports players. Yeah, for example, one Flora liked doing the flips, but hated the people. Yeah, exactly. And Elspeth, for example, would not go to a gym and stab her main competitor in the face, which mm. uh, obviously <laughs> Cleo would. <laughs> so Flora would stab. Well, Flora in the would face do it for a friend, which we appreciate. Yeah. Um, I guess that leaves me with one final question, which is for Luce. Oh. Um, and this, I realise now, I look at the question. I've set myself up for you saying no because spoilers. So I'm going to try and phrase it carefully, um, Luce. If there were any mythological creatures that you wished you had managed to insert so far and have not done so, what would they be and how would you have fitted them in? Well, what I'll do is I'll tell you one that I quite early on was like, this would be so fun, but I'm never going to actually use it because it's so overused. The Minotaur. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic. I was like, yeah. oh, it's so fun to get a Minotaur. And I was like, no, everyone uses a Minotaur in mythology. And we I even went do, through a slightly maze-like area yeah yeah well if we ever do like a rwd alternate timeline what if um we can just do like a minor yeah. dungeon like the minotaur I, definitely I, I is around minotaurs. you could totally have dropped a hydra on us because clear would have done exactly what uh percy jackson does and percy jackson just cut all the heads off and just be like ta-da <laughs> and be like i've finished it completed it <laughs> i think yeah i do like a lot of the greek god the greek gods greek monsters um because i I, I, I've studied that. Yeah. I know a lot about them, but I was like, I'm going to try and pull in a load of other weird ones that no one's mm. really heard of. Hence, the weird nightmare creature in yeah in the tree. That's actually just called a, a, a mare. Mari that scared the life yeah, out of me. That was a lot of fun bringing that in because I just like looked up weird sleep paralysis demon monsters. <laughs> um. That was possibly actually for me <laughs> the most chilling monster introduction yeah i mean mm. obviously we had some other creepy there was there was the weird spider creature which i mean visually is the worst oh, but I think oh, yeah, the idea oh, yeah that... just visually the weird goat snake spider um the the kraken yes. absolutely upset me the most because i knew it was there the entire <laughs> oh yeah <it's> because <laughs> not because like lucid told us but just because of the way the story but works also, um <laughs> at one point you're like oh we're in a tree someone in like the first episode of season three it might not be on air it was that like was oh we're in a tree yeah. there's gonna be no weird sea creatures i was like oh i'm getting the kraken in here immediately <laughs> it's gonna yeah. happen now because <laughs> you said i was like oh, yeah that was me hoisted by my yeah, own thanks I mean, to be fair, one of the most famous like weird kraken creature interactions is is in outside like the mines of moria and that's like in the mountains <laughs> it does have a nice big lake though to be fair yeah that is stupid um, Will, I've heard you have questions. Uh, for us. Is there, is there other uh, rumors? Yeah, so 
I'm kind of going to follow on for my one for loose because it's quite similar to Graham's one, actually. Um, is that, was there an NPC you were hoping we would really, like, latch on to in the way we have with, like, Loki and Fred, but we didn't? Um, not really, because he latched on to both of them so quickly. Aww. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think... These are my emotional support idiots. <laughs> Not NPC, yeah, but I think true. it would have been interesting to play out a bit more of a storyline with Hades and Persephone. Um, yeah. And maybe have them yes, 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 yes. in it I would love to more. revisit them. Yeah, because yeah. They're, they're such a fun dynamic. and I, 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 I think favourites. I think I would just like my to play them else. again, because it's just sad, overworked yeah. husband and utter babe. <laughs> And I'm like, this is a good dynamic, but we have that podcast dynamic in the podcast yeah. already. I think I wasn't expecting you guys to latch on to Fred, and I don't know who would have filled the role that Fred is. <laughs> Were you Neither was I. No, I wasn't. I was honestly <laughs> expecting you to try and kill him because he was awful. Um, I've said there before, is an original word for Fred that begins with an F that I can't say on this podcast yeah. um, when he was first introduced. He's, um, he's got better. Fred, I said, Luz, can I just like reframe this yeah? for you? Is is that you put three queer people, all of whom sort of realised that in their late teens to early twenties, at a college with another person who just realised there was something that made them fundamentally different to everyone else and felt alone and scared, and we weren't going to latch on. The sympathy vote was there. I think. To be fair. Yeah, I think I knew the like when I first made Fred in my head, I knew he was going to be a scion, but I was like, oh, I'm going to make him. This Fred, if you guys hadn't have latched on oh, to Fred... Oh, did you do what I do with you know, my characters? If you characters? hadn't have latched on to Fred, Fred would have been awful because he would have gone down... He was already going down a dark path with, like, being a college frat boy. So I think he just would have been one of those awful Can white boys who were, like, Twitter yeah, warriors. Yeah, we can fix him. Um, we can fix but Fred, But you fixed guys. him, so we're fine. And, like, I obviously, because, like, he was just meant to be, a, like, a little one-off spin-off character. Because <laughs> he was just meant to be a little spin-off character, I, was like, made him very one-dimensional or awful. But then I was, then you guys, like, latched on, and yeah. I was like, okay, I've now got to actually give him a personality. And so, and, like, then you're like, and, it, and what a great oh, this is why is. he's like this, because what a of shift it um, is. <laughs> all the trauma he's been through in his life. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, I've asked the potion one, which I got the name of wrong. Um, Can't believe you do this. We'll fix yeah. it in post. So you can choose to answer this if you want to, Am, and understand if you don't want to, which is when we were doing... When uh, there was the old... Um, actually, this is answered in the show already. I've just remembered that. So we will, oh. we will skip that. Ask me ask no, no, anyway. Fine. No, it's fine. Um, and we've, we've, we've sort of done this one already, which is, um, like, for... We kind of talked about this earlier, but for Graham, I was going to say, like, is there an Elspeth character moment you really kind of wanted to do but just didn't have, like, the time or opportunity to get to? Um, obviously, you may or may not wish to keep it secret if you've got something planned in the future. That's a tough question, actually. Um... I think I left a lot of things open-ended mm-hmm. when I rated the character. So there were no set moments that I had planned out. Um, 
I think one thing Lewis is very good at is drawing out the little things that you have left open but started to tease at and then coming back to those later on. So I won't break into any spoilers that I personally don't know the answer to anyway. Um, but I, I think I wish I had fleshed out more of Elspeth's personal background earlier on. But of course, these things are hard to draw out during dialogue. Um so you, you don't want to info dump these things but also you feel that you have this idea of a character in your head that you're not always able to convey right unless you're given the opportunity to do so and i think over the course of the seasons we've had that has occurred but to start with i was thinking where am i going with this you know i feel that so yeah. hard my guy um Speaking of things that you want to share but are potentially afraid of revealing spoilers that you may or may not know, mm. my note here says Graham, colon, Elspeth parent theories. Yeah. I mean, I have personal thoughts, but they are vague to the point that, as I say, I, I did not give any direction for this because I feel like that's a, a non-fun thing to do to your dm is to say i didn't know if you did or not here is my directions um obviously you can um but i i I always restrain myself really to thinking what my character would know already and obviously elspeth does not know anything about this at all so i i have personal theories but i don't think those theories are relevant to what might actually happen so loose we gave you so many knives let's see what what occurs um, my note for Will says, Will, colon, Cleo's favourite weapon this season, open brackets, death by de- teacup, close brackets. Uh, this season or the series? You can do both. Um, because for for the series, it was definitely the, like, finale of series one, where she wasn't sure what she was going for, and it ended up being a, a kopesh, which is the, um probably horribly yeah. pronounced, the Egyptian um, like curved sword and to her that felt like finally there was like a god on her side or something on her side and like they obviously, inverted commas, won that um, um, like that encounter so that was quite a big one and uh, an idea which I've talked about for ages and I will probably bother loose about more um, in the passage of time would be clear having some sort of necklace or bracelet or something which is like in the shape of a sword which then would like could like turn into a sword or something like that I think would be cool. That's so, so cool. I'm willing to I'll talk bother about, this. about that more in due time. Um my um next message is uh my next my next message sorry i said that because i got discord messages i was reading um loose um this is another question about me because i want to know everyone's opinions about me all the time um and i feel like i've earned it frankly um which is did any of the choices because i made a lot of strong choices with flora this season um did any of them surprise you well i don't like you made a lot of strong choices but all of the choices made sense. If that... Like, nothing was yeah. completely left field. So I don't think anything overly surprised me. I think the way you've started to go about certain things was being like, okay, I can see why you're doing that, but that's, like, differently to how I was can, imagining. Can you elaborate? <laughs> but it was like, nothing's, like, 
been completely so left field that I'd be like, huh, that is completely out of character and I do mm. not understand what's going on here. So I think, and also because because yeah. all, the, they, all the PCs have grown so organically since season one, I think I like giving mm. you guys choices to make because even if it's not like a left or right, yes or no, up or down sort of thing, but like just like giving you something and you guys, okay, this is how we're going to attempt this, this is how we're going to do this and you're doing those very individually and each of those things is making your characters grow in different ways and I think it's really interesting to see that very like organic yeah. growth one is we all get to know the PCs more as people and they start to get more fleshed out and yeah. two is like choices that yeah. make active sense in role playing I feel that um, so now because we have a few more listener questions uh, we're going to turn back to them yeah. if that's okay Ooh. with everyone Ooh. Yeah, let's go for it. Um, so I we I th- I think we can get through all of them. I believe in I us. I do, but we have to be conservative. I don't believe um, in us for that. The first we... one, the first one is um, again. I would like to do the next two: one from Stassi, one from Nate, as minimal explanation oh, yeah, as no possible, explanation. just because I think it will be interesting. <laughs> share something with us. Uh, share with us something a character thinks about another. So it's a player here that they've never voiced from Sassy, but I think they mean share something with us that a character thinks about like another character that they've never mm. voiced. Because Flora, Graham and Will don't exist to Flora. Hello. As far as um, you know. I will say... <laughs> I will say that Flora has, as inappropriate as it may be, Flora has had a small crush on every single person in the party at some oh, point. Yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> Because of who she is as a person. That's, so, that's really interesting. Elspeth thinks that Cleo is holding something back. Mm. And she's not entirely sure what, whether it's like actually that Cleo knows something that she's holding back or that Cleo is just holding back in a sort of a personal sense. Um, the latter makes more logical sense, which is what Elspeth would lean towards, but the former would explain why it extends so long. Elspeth would not hold back on something in that way. So doesn't understand why Cleo is yeah. reluctant to engage. It's not something that she would... I don't know. She's used to being not very... A, a little blunt sometimes without realising it, possibly. Whereas I think Cleo is blunt whilst realising it. And therefore she thinks that it's deliberate. Uh, I, I see what you mean. Um, I, I'm not going to make any comments on that, of course, because um, mm. that would be metagaming, sort of. That would be, um, exactly. I was not asking for comments, no, no. I'm really stating a fact. Uh, no, I know. Okay, Cleo, it's out there now. Cleo has wondered at length um, about what both of the others' uh, like breaking points are, like how far they could go before they stopped, basically. So have the others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Yeah. So, so what exactly it would take, and um, how far she can rely on them, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Very cute. Um, and I'm just gonna keep going if that's alright. So this is another one which I think would be more fun with zero explanation from Nate, which is if each PC or NPC took one of those silly little career aptitude tests, what would they say? Um, I think Flora's would tell her to become an agent. An agent, like a secret agent, or like a letting agent. No, like a talent oh, agent, my guy. That's fun. I, 
See, I went James Bond straight away. Is that where both of your brains? <laughs> yeah. my, my brain went letting agent. Secret agent and real time. Yeah. Letting agent. Yeah, that's where my brain went. You Maybe need to get out more. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, Flora's, Flora's would tell her to be like a talent manager or, or, or like a representative agent, I think. I think Brent's Elspeth would tell him to be a same politician. problem I do. Yeah, they would and it's worse. Uh, El- Elspeth had the same issue I do, which is when she does a Myers-Briggs test and it tells her that she's going to be a lawyer and she's like, but I hate that. <laughs> I hate everything about El- what Elspeth that says. Elspeth would be a great solicitor though, that's the thing. <laughs> and that's the worst thing about it because it Elspeth could work. Would be yeah, a good solicitor. As, as, as man with legal background. <laughs> I've met, I've met a few solicitors who are like, uh, who are like Elspeth. <laughs> she resents it. Yeah. She resents it heavily. Um, do you have one for Fred, uh, Luce? Politician. Luce said Fred oh, would be a sorry, politician. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I missed that. People's volumes like going up and down for me. Um, I was also just trying to buy, uh, like, play for time because I really can't think. Ah, it didn't work. Manison yeah. is doing the job <laughs> Try he has been um, predicted to do because he is a university lecturer. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he would have got university lecturer at 100%. Yeah. I mean, clearly And Loki he doesn't get... have a job. This is a totally <laughs> random one, and it's something that Cleo has like thought about once. But it would be like um, training animals for like TV shows and like films. Oh, amazing! That's like really that. good. fun. She's like vaguely thought about it, but put zero effort into actually yeah. finding out what the process is to doing that, and that sort of thing. No, I like that. Um, I will say as well. I think something that might be nice is because also, and because I want to. At the end of the episode, I'm going to ask everyone to drop one piece of, like, just canon about the character that just hasn't come up. Because uh, I have something I want to do, and I think it'd be fun. It could just be, like, their favourite colour. doesn't have to be important. Um, but as we continue, um, Stassi asks us, if you had to place the characters in an alternate universe, what would it be? I'm banning Percy Jackson, just as a point of principle. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I think for Flora, I want to say... Um, Definitely, I think Adventure Time. Mm. I think I'm going to go Ooh. Adventure Time. I think she did really well. This is a tough question. I like Adventure Time. I want to see it's the whole show. party, PCs and NPCs in Castlevania. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> One, because that the anim- the animation the mortality rate would be fantastic, but I just high. think the, abs- the just the absolute carnage would be amazing. It would be awful. <laughs> It would not go. Like, well, I think like Elspeth would either end up like Cipher or would die immediately. No in between. <laughs> no in between. Um, I would be very curious in that vein also to see how everyone would fare in the Witcher universe. Mm. Um, I recently watched the new Witcher <gasps> film. Flora is just yaskier because my some of them would do very well and some would not. <laughs> Oh god, Loki. Again, would be I feel like Elspeth would die, movie. but you know. Yeah, it'd be I, fun. I think it would be very cool to see basically uh, like the conceit being of the show being like, you thought real life was real life, but it was not. There was another real life. Um and I think that would be very it's just cool. the Matrix. Yeah. So so yeah, so something like The Matrix or um like uh, Vampire the Masquerade or something like that. It would be, oh, like, I that see. Could be fun like more more hidden world stuff and seeing exactly how now, characters reacted what if we do a vampire the masquerade game but as our characters oh that could be, so be a fun good. one shot so many, i don't know which one flora would fit so many into. levels um yeah so like 
So Cleo is obviously Bruja. That's a nice yeah. easy one. Flora would be Toriador, surely. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but like, there's a lot of like femininity in there, which she doesn't really mm, have. That's a very. She's quite an I think she could be. But... I think she could be a Venturi. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I I like I that. I don't know if she's um business minded enough. Oh oh. Mm. It's all coming out now. That's fair. I did make a Ventru. I did make a Ventru for a game will run who was like explicitly terrible this at business. True. I was like, the basis for her character is James and Jesse from Team Rocket, and it, <laughs> it worked great. just fine. Great, com- great premise to be fair. And for, I for Elspeth, I feel like it would be Tremere. Yeah, I don't know yes. what these words mean. Definitely I'm gonna Tremere. be honest. So. Magic vampires. <laughs> Tr- Tremere, sort of magic, um, and like the power of the past, and that sort of thing. I think Loki would yeah, probably, probably also be Tremere in that setting. Yeah. Fred would be Gangrel. I hate that they get on. Doesn't um, make sense. Um, next question. I, I wave my magic wand of, of ask question. My, um, your magic wand of everyone has is, to listen to it. silly one. You have the speaking wand. Yeah. Um, Nate has also asked, is there any deep... This cracked me up when I read it, which is a very good point. Is there any deep symbolism within the fact that every arc, including the breaks that each of us have run, so Graham, Will, and I, there's been one abomination creeping towards the party in a tunnel? (laughs) It's just very scary. It's really easy. It sets the atmosphere. Putting my uh, GM hat on here, tunnels are a really fun thing to play with when you are in charge of a game because there's no way yeah. to escape. You either have to run or fight. It's very, very. It's a very, very good way of showing that fight or flight response, which characters and people go through when in that situation. And the more fun you can create the abomination crawling towards your PCs, the more um, mm. dramatic it is. So it's just a very simplified way of looking at that fight or flight. And so, and tunnel is just a very good way of trapping people to do that. Yeah. I... I'm glad you said that because I, I was essentially going to say something very similar, which is that um, at the risk of getting too technical, you want to manufacture when you're planning a game some situations for your players to get into. And obviously, I like to leave these things open-ended. I think Luce does too, yeah. where you can get out of them in other ways too. But you put them in a situation where they have to think about that situation. And if if it's physically speaking a tunnel, you're given a direction you want to go in and an obstacle that's in the path of that direction. Um, it doesn't literally have to be a tunnel, but in this case it is, and that's fun. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm going to tack on to this from, a, again, from quite a meta perspective. This one even more technical, which is that unlike some other actual play, like tabletop content things, like um, off the top of my head, like Critical Role and Dimension 20 and that sort of thing, are conveyance of what's happening is purely audio there's no visual aid whatsoever and i feel like it's very easy to convey the settings and the feelings of being trapped and being forced into a response that like Lucy and graham were talking about in a tunnel is very good like shorthand for creating that if you know what i mean Mm, it's Mm. a good way to create tension so we have one more question left. We have two technically, but Nate, one of the questions, the last question Nate has asked us is which RP moment so far gave you the most chills? And I feel like we've already yeah. discussed that. Mm. Um, so I'm going to move on to the last question from Stassi and then we'll all drop our, our little pieces of cannon and say toodaloo. 
um, which is, I forgot this up on my phone because I was reading it beforehand, which is Stassi's asked, describe your PC or NPC in one quote. I have Flora's ready oh, to you, go. Gosh, um, I need to. You should have sent us this one. one. Yeah. You dropped this on us. You've really dropped this on us, Sam. I know. I considered giving you time, but then I know the chat would just go silent whenever yeah. I looked it up. Um, so I'll let you all do that while I I read my my non-serious answer is um, it be like that sometimes for Flora because I feel like that's really her aesthetic. Or also eyes closed, head first, can't lose. But my real answer is um, turn selfishness into a weapon. Make all things yours. Make other lives and dreams and hopes yours. Protect them. Save them. Bring them into the sheepfold. It is a good quote. My good man, It is a good quote. Thank you. We very much enjoy... um, It's the first Tiffany Aching book, yes? It's good vibes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Um, I don't have any direct quotes for it um, because again on the spot here but i feel like uh elspeth would be something about thinking you know a lot and then suddenly realizing you know nothing all at once um, mm. um which i feel a quote exists but uh, um, time constraints and um, we'll prop uh i've just completely forgotten it oh no um <laughs> well i know what it is i wait um someone else talk and i will i will get a notepad out so i can write it down when i remember Loose. um i've got one for fred actually go 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 um, by Nikita mm-hmm. Gill. You have been praying so long for the strength to outlive the pain they inflicted on you that you have forgotten you are already strong. Aww. Aww. That's quite nice, actually. That is cute. Yeah. Uh, mine's well, mine's much up. less artistic than that, which is um, from uh, Russian Doll. And uh, I've used this for another character already, but um, that's fine. Which is um, the universe is trying to uh, frig with me, and I refuse to engage. Um, <laughs> and the, the original ones that say frig, but we're a family-friendly podcast, um, so that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the joke one. So, what I'm going to suggest is that we all say our goodbyes, and then we just drop the cannon each of us without saying anything, and then that's the end of the episode. Sorry, How what, does that what sound to everyone? Um, we're just dropping one random bit of so we can like dro- background. Does ah. it have to be light and fluffy, or can it be dark? No, it can be what. No, it can be. Loose, it can be loose, dark. You and can you be can as be edgy as you one. like, darling. Nice. You can be an edge lord. And Luce is going to be the last one, and then we can all react, and that can be our little outro. Um. So, if people want to find us, I feel like we've mentioned it a few times, but will where can they find us? You can find us. Um. First of all, on our Twitter, that's where all of our links are, and it's probably the easiest place to get in touch with us as well. That's at rwd underscore pod and from there we have a link tree where you can find all our links including to our discord where we source a load of the questions for this very fun episode to listen back to past episodes of the show you can find us on spotify acast apple podcast youtube or wherever else you like to listen to your podcasts at a rendezvous with destiny though as i say that is linked on our twitter already um, if you want to find me, you can come find me at Deck of Many Aces on Twitter, Instagram, and wherever else you find good podcasts. Actual play podcast, actual asexuals, 5e. I'm an elephant. You are indeed. Um, that's pretty much all it's I It's a do. good time. You can also come and find me on Audio Drama. We have a title. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it yet. Um, it's very fun. I can now say that um, Will and I are going to be in it as well as me doing it, which is cool. He's a good voice actor, as you could probably hear from this. 
Um, and we also have some other people, including guests from people like Brain Adventures and Cast of Many Things and Deck of Many Aces. It's very exciting stuff. Uh, we're planning to air it in um, November, so keep your eyes or ears out for that. And now we will go around and say a fact about our characters. Um, I actually wanted to do this because I wanted to drop this piece of information about Flora for a while and I didn't feel like I was allowed to. And now I feel like I am Aww. allowed to. Uh, Flora has Flora has ADHD. Mm-hmm. Like nice. me. Um, and it's cool and I think it's what part of makes her a cool hero. Nice. Yeah. Um, nice. I'm just going to dive in and do mine fair, which is a bit less serious. Um, Cleo is really, really good at, like, arcade dance games, like Dance Dance Revolution, um, <laughs> but only when she's had a few to drink. I hate you so much. And that's all from me. Um, Elspeth owns a large amount of blankets, which is because, unlike me, she cannot thermoregulate at all. Nice. <laughs> so, like, at any given time during the campaign, has been wearing... A stupid amount of layers. You've not seen them, but they're there. Very cute. Uh, Manison is colorblind. Like me. Fred's parents are divorced. Uh-huh. And you will find out Loki's in the next season. <gasps> Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Imagine if Luz dropped like a serious little f- spoiler there and was like, okay, see you I next was, season. I was Imagine fully ready content. for Luz to drop like content. <laughs> I was perfect for that.